Hot Fire. This is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is Voice ISAAC Dollar Sign. Hello everyone, this is the Interview Queen Alicia T. This is the Callahan Death Machine and the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sandy Callahan. This is the AirPod God MLW star Richard Holiday. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson, aka DJ215. I'm back again with a returning series. It is going to be a month on fight, and this time it's going to be January 2021. So um, thanks as always to our friends over at Fight TV for allowing us at BBG Wrestling to cover so many interesting events which have been taking place in wrestling over the past several months. Um, It's just such an awesome service and there are so many things what I've been able to watch and I've been able to enjoy and as with the previous editions of this series, just share the... um, you know the the matches I think of standouts and the events what are standouts as well and go out of your way to um seek them out and hopefully order them. Um, so I haven't really at the moment had chance to watch much from January. So what it is this one is there were several events which took place in November and December um last year which I didn't get chance to cover due to um impact reviews and various other things and GCW and the like. So this is going to co- kind of focus on those November and December shows so um so i'm just gonna get straight into it so the first show i'm going to review is eddie kingston's grindhouse number two which was presented by wwn live um who are the governing body who used to run evolve um so this took place on the 14th of november last year 2020 and as with the first grindhouse this was a really fun show you know um it's a bit different it's a smaller venue it's a bit like the old school sort of wwe developmental setup you know where it's a tiny little um you know stage and things but they've got the ring set up um great though really fun action lots of great independent wrestlers on this show um it it kind of fell under the radar this one which is a shame because you know i think this is a really interesting concept and series and it's great having eddie kingston's name above it because he's got such high status with AEW on and on the indies um recently wwn live have been producing free youtube weekly shows called proving ground which have been really good um again showing off a lot of um young independent wrestlers who are coming up the ranks um definitely check that out and i may get around to watching those at some point um and uh, reviewing them for you i've seen a couple of matches here and there but um i may get around to sort of a you know compendium review much like this one um but yeah getting back to grindhouse you know much like the first show it was you know well paced there was a really good um amount of matches really good amount of um you know, um, familiar faces, but new names as well. You know, it wasn't just people who, you know, you knew. There were some really good new names there who you may not have seen. Um, and in terms of matches, though, you know, the three matches which really stood out to me was there was a rematch which took place between uh, Troy Hollywood and Hunter Law. So um, these two guys have been, um, you know, trading back and forth with wins and losses down in California for several years. Um, when I reviewed uh, the Ring of Honor review um, last year, there was a Future of Honor match these two had in, I believe, 2017, which was really good. So um, once again, this was great. You know, as always, Hunter Law and Troy Hollywood always bring 
bring up the goods, you know, back and forth, fun work, you know, they really know how to, um, you know, they know each other so well, so they played into the previous matches as well, which I thought was really good, um, so that was really fun to watch. Um, Female-wise, we had Savannah Red and Evans taking on Lindsay Snow. This was, it went on for about eight minutes, this was a ton of fun, again, you know, it was fast, it was hard-hitting, it was technical, um, it was great. You know, two female wrestlers who are really coming up um, in the female divisions of the indies. You know, especially um, Lindsay Snow, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, really sort of allowed her to shine in this match. So I thought it was really good. And then um, the main event of the show, which was which was the match of the show, it was brilliant, was between um, two former Evolve standouts of um, Freddie Ahai and Anthony Henry. So, um, you know, uh, Freddie Ahai recently starring in Ring of Honor as part of the Pure Title Tournament, and um, he's, you know, had a couple of spots there. Anthony Henry, you know, he's one of the best independent wrestlers going today. He's got such a great um, aura and such a great style. And these two just meshed perfectly together. You know, it was beautiful technical wrestling. It was hard-hitting wrestling. It was innovative. It was, you know, just just such a great back-and-forth match. About 25 minutes they got as well, so they got a load of time to work with. So it was just really a great showcase for these two. And it's a shame, like I said, that this match didn't get as much... Um, you know, status and, um, you know, attention is where it deserves because th this this particular match, you know, you really need to go out of your way to see this one. If you've never watched any of the wrestlers involved in this show and are wondering what is Grindhouse all about, Fred J. High and Anthony Henry is the best place to start with Grindhouse 2. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, the whole show, though, it was great. Um, it was a really... Um, you know, short show as well. It only was on for about two and a half hours, so it was well paced, like I said before, and definitely a show which, you know, I hope they're doing uh, Grindhouse 3 because although they are doing Proving Ground at the moment, I think these are really fun um, shows to come back to and, um, you know, it really deserves some, a lot more attention and time. So if you do want to watch something a bit different and wondering, you know, where to go next with your wrestling fandom, definitely check out um, Eddie Kingston's Grindhouse so um, that's the first show I'll be I've just reviewed. So the next set of shows are um, UWN's Primetime Live, episodes 9 to number 12. So this was the final run of shows between, um, you know, in 2020, um, which went up until the 1st of December. So there was four shows. Um, Primetime Live, um, very similar for to um, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong and NWA Power. So if, either of, if you've seen either of those shows recently or in the past... These shows are very similar. Um, made by the same production crew, I believe. Um, David Marquez, um, who's the head of UWN, so the United Wrestling Network, has a lot of input into both those, and obviously in UWN Primetime Live. This was... I really loved the whole concept of UWN Primetime Live. I thought the way it was marketed was great. I thought the big names, who they got in, were great. So, I mean, on these shows in particular, we had Leo Rush, we had James Storm, we had um, Fred Rosa, who was formerly Darren Young in WWE, who made an appearance. And then we had people, you know, who were, um, you know, regular wrestlers in the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and uh, Championship Wrestling from Arizona um, rosters coming on the shows as well. I just thought it was such a great concept. You know, I enjoyed every show. All 12 were, you know, massive, um, you know, must-watchers for me. 
and there were some great matches as well. You know, like like all the way through the series, the whole thing was just um, tons of fun to watch. Something different. You know, it was unique in the sense that it was much like you know NWA Power, a throwback to the wrestling of old, but you know it had a modern twist on it. And the whole production and the whole sort of professional look of it, I thought looked really cool. And we're seeing that now um, in New Japan um, Pro Wrestling Strong. You know, if any of you have checked out those shows, which um, I won't be reviewing for this review, but they were great. Oh, they are great, I should say. So, um, so the first um, show I will be reviewing is episode nine. So the um, matchup, which I feel was the um, was the match of the show, was definitely um, Chris Dickinson, the Dirty Daddy, taking on uh, Fred Rosa, uh, formerly Darren Young, in um, the UWN Heavyweight uh, Championship cha- tournament. This was brilliant. You know, it was it was unique. It was hard hitting. It was fast. It was just a great mesh of styles, you know, and it was a really big test for Fred Rosa as well coming out of WWE to show that he could hang with, you know, the modern indie guys. And he was there the whole way. You know, Chris Dickinson, you know, if you've seen these guys now both in New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong and, you know, they're tearing it up there as well. This was brilliant. You know, this was a ton of fun. And, you know, the whole rest of the show was great. But this was the one standout match I thought I needed to, you know, focus on for this particular um, episode in this little mini review of these four shows. Um, The next show was episode 10. So the match which I've um, focused on for this one is Danny Limelight against Clark Connors. So I had the pleasure of interviewing Danny Limelight for... um, for BBG Wrestling, um, great interview. So it is there on our um, archive. And yeah, this match, you know, it was the rubber match. So they'd faced one another before, and then I believe they faced one another then in New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. Um, and then this was the rubber match in UWN Live. Um, this was, as it always had been, it was just a natural feud. It was beautiful chemistry from start to finish. They both just worked so well against each other. You know, two young wrestlers going at it. The um just just the technical side of things as well, you know, the way they were able to counter one another, the way they played into the previous matches was great. And, you know, just the um just the drama of it, given that it was the third match in the series, I think really added into this one. Um brilliant. You know, all three matches were great. Love this one. You know, I want I put a tweet up recently saying that I loved all three of the matches and I couldn't pick one. But um, yeah, because this is episode ten and I had to pick obviously. You know, a match from episode ten. This was the match I would say you definitely got need to go out of your way to see from this particular show. And then we come into episode eleven, which is my favorite episode of the whole, arguably the whole run, but definitely from these sets of um, episodes I'll just be reviewing today. Um, so this one, um, two matches from this one. So the first is Leo Rush um, returning to the independent scene um, against Adrian Quest. Um, Adrian Quest, one of the up and coming stars on the Indies, taking on you know Leo Rush, an established man coming out of WWE. Current versus the future. This was unbelievable. It was hybrid wrestling. It was speedy. It was technical. It was just on the edge of your seat action, you know, and it was just great to be able to see Leo Rush re-inspired in the ring, you know, on a stage like, you know, UWN Primetime Live, you know, it was somewhere different for him to be able to wrestle and to take on someone new in Adrian Quest. You know, I think that they just, you know, meshed perfectly. And it just really showed why the brand was, you know, such a great concept in that, you know, you would never have thought that Leo Rush would have come anywhere like 
this, you know, in, in you know, from being WWE, but he appeared and, you know, he just knocked it out of the park, you know, and so did Adrian Quest. It was fantastic. You know, definitely um, a match you need to, you know, need to go out of your way to see and an episode because not only that, but two of my favourite independent wrestlers in on the circuit today who happened to appear on the UWN um, brand faced one another in the main event for the Heritage Heavyweight title. And that was um, Ray Rosas against uh, Tito Escandido, I can never say it, Escandido, Escandido. Tito Escandido, there we go, got there in the end, yeah, um, I know the kind of bad dude Tito, which is his nickname, um, but yeah, this was, you know, unbelievable, I've been watching these guys wrestle for so long, and it's always, a, it's just exciting, this was just exciting for me as a fan of this brand, you know, to see them both at the apex and being the main event of a show like this, after that match between Leo Rush and Adrian Quest was such a great honour, and it was just a great match from beginning to end, the chemistry was on point, the old school wrestling sort of storytelling was there. The drama was there. It was it was brilliant. You know, a huge, huge opportunity for both guys and they knocked it out of the park. This is the match and the episode. Uh, these are the matches and the episode out of these, I would say you definitely need to order and see. Um, not that, you know, the rest of the episodes are great if you want to buy the bundle because you can, but if you want to particularly pick one particular episode to see as the main episode to watch this is definitely the one to watch um out of the ones i've just reviewed and the um and you know the thing is as well is that these shows are all again really well paced you know they're about two hours long and they're just all you know all just fly by you know you're able to you know just breeze and it's just fun wrestling to watch you know it's not um you know, it doesn't leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. It's fun wrestling to watch, and it's and it's harking back to a time when wrestling was a lot more, um, you know, straightforward in a way, territorial based, territory based, which is what I like. You know, it's kind of a throwback to the past, which is great as well. So, um, the last episode, which was episode twelve to date, so this is the final show we've had so far in the brand uh, or the you know, the actual running of the show, UWM Primetime Live. Um, the match I've chosen to um, say was great was Anthony Idol taking on uh, Levi Shapiro for the UWN TV title. Classic wrestling action or wrestling, however you want to put it. It was fun and it was just an awesome throwback to those days where you would have those, again, those territory matches for the TV or, you know, the world title. And it just was... You know, really exciting to watch two guys who, you know, are coming up through the indie ranks, being able to, you know, showcase what they can do. You know, this was the first time I actually saw Levi Shapiro and I was really, really impressed. I had seen Anthony Idol um, in passing, but yeah, Levi Shapiro really impressed me. And um, on this particular show as well, we also had um, Jordan Clearwater um, and, um, and Cruz, and they were great as well. You know, they really you know, stood out as two guys who, you know, again, are going to be the future of the industry. This is the thing what I love about this is that this these shows show you the past, they show you the present, and then they show you the future. And all of these episodes do that, you know, from beginning to end. And, um, you know, the whole thing, the whole concept, loved it. One of the best things on Fight throughout 2020 for me, um, and I hope other fans, if you are listening, go out of your way to go back and watch these shows. I know it did put people off that you had to order the, um, you know, the, the episodes in a way, much like the TNA pay-per-views um, back in the day. But um, 
you know, definitely if you were looking at one particular episode, if you were unsure about which one to watch, episode eleven is the one you need to you need to see. I I believe need to see um, to be able to get a good start. At, you know, of the brand and then work from there. But um, once again, phenomenal stuff. Really enjoyed this. Um, all these shows and really pleased I was able to you know watch them for the um for the fight review and from there we then go into the next show which I'll be doing in a mini review of which is Violence X Suffering's Eternal Attack so as with the other VXS episode shows sorry I've um reviewed on these shows the promos and the production leading into the show was just awesome you know with kind of the close encounters of the third kind sort of spaceship and ufo um graphics i thought it looked awesome you know i thought the um you know the whole vibe and atmosphere just worked so well really got you caught your eye as to wanting to watch this show um awesome talent on this show as well you know you've got gcw talent but then you know you've got independent talent as well from the past and the future it was really great to be able to see such a mix of you know wrestlers coming together and what's interesting is is that this is like it's like gcw but it's not gcw so it's kind of got the feeling of Game Changer Wrestling, but there's kind of a different vibe to it, which I think is really cool, you know. So it's kind of, it's much like, um, you might say, Evolve in the early days of, you know, you and, um, of WWN Live, in that it was linked to Dragon Gate USA, but it wasn't Dragon Gate USA. So it was kind of a nice little, you know, mixture of the two. But um, really, really great. You know, everyone got time to shine as well on this show, as with the other shows, and everyone was given enough time to work a really strong and fun match against whoever they were facing. Um, it was lots of variety. Everything was different. There's something for everyone on this show. There's like, you know, there's hardcore wrestling, technical wrestling, high-flying wrestling, um, you know, there's even deathmatch wrestling. It, it's got everything, you know, and it's really well-paced. And it's a shame that it didn't get more attention after the fact because it deserves a lot more attention this show because it it just kind of you know slipped under the radar again, which is a shame because you know when they're a brand which are growing, they've recently just yesterday because I'm reviewing this on the Sunday were part of the Fight Forever GCW event, which um I will be reviewing um next week um for the uh for the BBG Wrestling podcast, um unable to watch 24 hours worth of wrestling you know in one fell swoop bizarrely you know i watched that in much wrestling but i couldn't do it in one fell swoop so i'm going to watch them over the week and then um you know let you all know my thoughts but yeah they were part of that particular event and um i just hope they've got more um exposure because they deserve it you know they, they deserve it because there's something different and they've got a great sort of um look and a great set of talent who you know are really passionate about wrestling for them by the looks of it so it's really good and the matches you know demonstrate that because you know my favorite matches from this show were definitely brian cage taking on blake christian this was it. I mean, every show for v, uh, VXS I've reviewed, I think I've put a Brian Cage match as my favourite. And this was, again, it was just so exciting. You know, it was a dream match and it needs to happen again as soon as possible. You know, whether Blake Christian goes to um, AEW or whether Brian Cage comes to Impact because Blake's previously, res previously wrestled in Impact. Who knows? But this needs to happen. Or even in VXS again, you know, it could happen again. It was brilliant. 
just so fun and innovative and you know high flying and just so much stuff going on it was great you know the next favorite match of this show was myron reed taking on two cold scorpio so two cold scorpio is still wrestling and still just as good as he was back in the day he's actually in some ways a little bit better in that he's you know not just as um you know prone to maybe taking too many risks and putting himself at risk but it was great this because it was kind of the past taking on the um, taking on the present slash the future. So I thought that was really cool because they're very much mirror images of one another. You know, in terms of sort of the physiques and um, the way they work. You know, you can definitely see the influence of um, Two Cold Scorpio in Myron Reed. You know, definitely. And it was just just a ton of fun once again. You know, it was a match which you know kept you glued from beginning to end, and was just really exciting. You know, it's just really exciting to see Two Cold Scorpio in the ring. It was great. And then the final match from this show, which um, I really had to talk about, was between JTG and uh, RSP, so Ricky Shane Page. Um, this was a really heated, you know, sort of squash in a sense, but JTG got the victory. Um, it, was, it was just too opposite wrestlers who just worked brilliantly together and they just worked off each other brilliantly. It was very much, if any of you have watched ECW, Guilty's Charge 2000, if that's the right date, if I'm getting it right, it was between Mike Awesome and Spike Dudley, um, the main event of that show, um, or the, the ECW Heavyweight Championship match of that show, where Mike Awesome just absolutely obliterated Spike Dudley, and whenever he got offence in Spike Dudley, the whole crowd went crazy. This was the same in the RSP, just absolutely you know destroyed jtg throughout this whole match you know he's a big dude and he was you know he was fighting um you know he, he was taking it to jtg and then jtg would come back and you know he would get taken down again it wasn't a long match but while it lasted it just felt so exciting you know and the heat as well what rsp just has from the crowd you know you can just feel it. it's molten you know it's molten sort of um you know heel heat which is awesome and, um, you know, so JTG then got the victory in this particular match. And then Nick Gage, who was on commentary, he was goaded by RSP. So RSP was run off by Nick Gage. So that kind of continued their little feud they've been having in GCW in this event as well. So it was kind of a bit of crossover as well, which I really liked. So they are kind of affiliated, but not like I've mentioned earlier. So really good fun show if you love gcw you'll love this again if you want to watch something completely different and see a load of guys who you might not have seen before or some guys who are familiar carlito of all people's also on this show definitely give it a chance because again this kind of fell under the radar but it deserves to be seen um because there's some really fun wrestling especially my own read and two cold scorpio i think that that match um kind of hit, ticked every box when it was announced um to when it actually happened it was great really really good stuff and then we come to the final show of this fight the uh, month on fight reviews for january and this is my 2020 show of the year for any promotion anywhere in the world and it also has my match of the year for 2020 on it as well which is the 20th anniversary show for pro wrestling noah over in japan you need to see this show of all the shows I've reviewed from, you know, every event throughout 2020, everything I've reviewed from Impact or GCW or even on these fight reviews, this is the show you need to go out of your way, order and watch. It was absolutely fantastic. 
fantastic. Noah has been on a very downward slope in several for the past several years, which is a shame because, you know, if you looked at Noah in the early 2000s to sort of the mid-2000s, you may say, it was like the, the hotbed for, you know, Japanese pro wrestling, more so than New Japan pro wrestling. So a lot of people who have kind of come into New Japan pro wrestling now as new fans, you know, Noah was kind of the equivalent of New Japan back in the day. And they kind of went off the radar quite substantially. They were actually bought out by um, DDT, another promotion over in Japan. It's kind of given them a second uh, sort of chance and, a, you know, just uh, reinvigorated the brand. And, you know, this show is just such a celebration of nowhere. I mean, 20 years of it, and then it ends with, you know... I mean, the lead-up to the main... I will just say the lead-up to the main event was great. You know, the junior heavyweight tag team match which took place, it was so fun. It was so fast-paced. It was so unique. Yeah, I keep saying unique, but it's just because so, each of these shows is unique. But, you know, it was so, um, so fun. You know, it was just a fun, you know, junior heavyweight match. Um, you get to see the great Muta, a.k.a. KJ Muto, um, I love him. I love the great Muto. I love KG Muto. He can still go. He might not be able to go like he could do, but he can still go. I know a lot of people aren't into him, and he is in the main event of their return to Budokan, but he deserves you know, to be seen once again because he's great. Um, and he really put on a great performance at this show. Um, and, you know, leading just before the main event, we also had an awesome match for the GHC National Heavyweight title, which was between Kenyu. Kenyo and Kaito Kayamina, who was also a former GHC heavyweight um, champion. This was brilliant. You know, this again, it was just excellent Japanese wrestling. You know, the, the, the crowd were into it from start to finish this whole show. And it just was two guys who just were hungry and wanted to show the world what they could do. And, you know, they did it in spades. It was just brilliant and you know it was such a build-up this whole show to the main event which like i've just said was my match of the year for 2020 which was between the ghc heavyweight champion go shiozaki against um long-time friend now rival uh katsuhiko nakajima absolutely in th th this match was why i i had the privilege of being able to review this match briefly for the um, Voices of Wrestling countdown. And this is the reason why I love Japanese pro wrestling. There is no other match in 2020 which embodies Japanese pro wrestling more than this particular match. Two of the best wrestlers today going at it for one of the most prestigious championships in the world. And they just knocked it out of the park. It was absolutely unbelievable I, words can't do justice to how good this match is it, and that's not because you know I, I, I you know again i don't want to give away spoilers i don't want to give away anything but i want you to go into this match with your own mindset and if i do one thing from this review i just hope that you know if you are listening you do find this show on fights because i'm going to put the links to all the shows underneath in the description and you order this show and then you watch it and hopefully you will enjoy the main event because the main event you know it, it was just such a celebration of pro wrestling you know we've had such a terrible 2020 and we're still in a terrible 2021 but when you can put on a match like this and you can just go away you know and you can go away from it and think 
you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic, but I've just seen probably the best pro wrestling match of the year, if not one of the best pro wrestling matches I've seen of all time, then, you know, things are looking very bright in <laughs> going into 2021. And, you know, I have to give props to Noah as well, because, you know, th this show was flawless in the sense that, you know, Fight and Noah have got a great thing going. You know, and it's a really strong relationship and I want it to grow because this is a show which, you know, demonstrated why that um, promotion um, deserved to be seen around the world more than what they have been over the past several years. So, you know, out of all the shows I've reviewed, this was the show, I would say, to end 2020, well, to end, you know, the 2020 on, I mean, going into 2021, this is the show, I would say, please go out of your way to watch and see and enjoy um, because I did and I'm incredibly privileged and proud that I was able to, you know, watch this show and be able to review it for you um, and it, it means a lot that Fight have allowed me and the team to be able to have access to quality wrestling like this, you know, going into this year in 2021. Um, it was just, you know, a, a great... 2020 as well, I will say, because I haven't said this so far, but 2020, at the start of it, we presumed when we heard about the pandemic and especially all over the world, we didn't know how pro wrestling was going to be affected and we didn't know how we were going to cope in the sense of, you know, our health and our, um, you know, looking after ourselves and our loved ones. And, you know, it was a it was a kind of very scary time for a lot of us. Um, but pro wrestling, you know, used the pandemic to its advantage and have found new and creative ways to be able to entertain us, whether it be empty arena shows, whether it be much like WrestleMania pre-recording things, whether it be, you know, safely allowing people to go to shows outside like GCW, whether it be, you know, any way they can think of to get wrestling out to us, to entertain us and to, you know, share that with everyone, I think is an incredible achievement. And, you know, all of the shows I've reviewed, I recommend all of them um, because everyone has individual tastes and everyone has individual, um, you know, styles of wrestling they enjoy. Um, so although I have said that the 20th anniversary Noah show is the one you have to see, um, I hope you will go out of your way to see. Please don't sleep on any of the other shows I've reviewed for this particular review or when you go back and listen to the other fight reviews which I've done in the past. Please don't um, dismiss those as well because they all deserve to be seen. And, you know, I hope that um, going into 2021, that the momentum continues for all of pro wrestling, you know, all promotions, all the wrestlers and all the fans, you know, we've created a great community out there and I want that to carry on growing and for us to, you know, share more of our knowledge with one another because it's that's what I've been doing and I've been incredibly lucky to be able to do that with you, you know. Um, so I hope, as always, you've enjoyed this little whistle-stop tour of Fight TV for my A Month on Fight review for January 2021. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. Um, if you want to find uh, BBG Wrestling on Twitter, it's at BBG Wrestling. And if you want to find our website to listen to all of our archive, it's www.bbgwrestling.com. So that does it for me, Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. DJ215. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. And I'll be back again soon with another um, fight review, which, as long as I have um, enough time, will be the whole of GCW's Fight Forever. <laughs> so see you all later, everybody.